solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston and USA Today, Texans Wire, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman, happy, happy to be back to talk to you guys today, Wednesday. So this is a Wednesday edition of Locked On Texans. I want to let you know about Peacock and Williamson, the NFL podcast you should check out with NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson, host of Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. They both give you the national perspective all around the NFL while covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It was a slow grind type of day for this Houston Texan team. Uh, I would like to mention that it is possible that Deshaun Watson may look to uh, settle. That is something that I want to keep my eye on, considering that the earliest Watson could be uh this position is February 22nd of 2022. So 22222. That's kind of funny. Uh so he would be out of football for an entire year basically because with this ongoing investigation, uh, I don't see him playing and that really could affect the Houston Texans. If he can reach a settlement with the other side, then there's a possibility that uh, he'll become more ready, primed and ready for a trade package. However, we want to look at the Texans rookies and understanding what we have with those rookies and who they could possibly turn out to be with their skill set and uh, what they've accomplished so far in their NFL careers, the collegiate careers. Before we got to here, who is going to be the key to saving the Texans season and what does success look like for this Houston Texas team? Before we get into all of that, Cody, with the possibility of Deshaun Watson and these uh, 22 accusers settling, what does that actually mean for Houston in your eyes? Nothing. You still have to wait for the NFL to complete its investigation, which means nine times out of ten he's still going to be suspended, which nine times out of ten there's a possibility he's still going to be on his roster at least until next offseason because, John, I mean, we go back and forth with this all the time. I just don't think it's smart for the Texans to trade him until this whole entire lawsuit foolishness is put behind him. And if they trade him next month or in July or whatever the case might be, especially with teams knowing that there is a possibility that he might not play the entire 2021 season due to a suspension, I don't see the Texans getting what Deshaun Watson's on-field value is actually worth. Speaking of on-field value, these rookies that we are highly anticipating, uh, that are highly anticipating, uh, ready to see what they can do, starting with the practices. But, you know, I thought it was kind of fun with the slow grind type of day it was to look at the players that Houston drafted in this previous draft to give them NFL 
player comparisons. Nico Collins, Cody, who do you think Nico Collins could eventually be in the league? Well, it's funny that we're talking about Nico Collins' player comparison because I'm pretty sure you remember a couple weeks ago I did have um, Locked on Wolverines host Isaiah Hole on this show, and he compared Nico Collins to Kenny Galladay. And if Nico Collins can be the type of player that Kenny Galladay has been throughout his career, you're talking about a Pro Bowl receiver, that is success for Nico Collins, especially for a guy who really did not play that much in his collegiate year. He redshirted his freshman season, and not only that, um, going into his senior season, he was one of the um, many college players who opted out due to COVID-19. When I look at Nico Collins at his size, running a 4-4, uh, I look at a Braylon Edwards, who was 6'2", 6'3", ran a 4-3 out of Michigan as well. If Nico Collins actually, as a... Um, as a third round pick and turn out to be somewhat of a player Braylon Edwards was on his bad days, I think Houston has a, a really good chance of, you know, doing something at the wide receiver room. I'm talking about the 2007, uh, the 2008, the 2010 version of Braylon Edwards, where he caught over 1,200 yards, uh, eight over 800 yards one year and over 900 yards uh, another year. During those years, 16, four and seven total touchdowns. Braylon Edwards was a good receiver who, uh, you know, had his mistakes and had his issues on the field. But a lot of times we can look at Braylon Edwards, except for that one year Derek Anderson had in 2007. We can look at Braylon Edwards and say, maybe you just didn't play with a good enough quarterback your career. And I'm saying that to allude to, you know, whatever we, we're going to get out of Tyrod Taylor at the moment, Davis Mills, or whoever will be on the center for Houston for the next you know, some of our years, whoever we get at quarterback, uh, we, we, we really may not be able to fully judge Brendan Edwards because of his quarterback situation. And if that's the case, we're really not going to be able to judge Nico Collins like we could because we would say, well, who's at quarterback? But if if you turn out to be somewhat of a uh, Brendan Edwards, like Brendan Edwards had over, over almost 1,300 yards one year and 16 touchdowns off 80 receptions. If Nico Collins can turn out to be something like that, even in 2006, 884 yards, six touchdowns, off 61 receptions. If it turned out to be something like that, Houston has a very good chance uh, with his offense in today's league. Well, guys, did you know that Bill Bar has nine delicious flavors? When you talk to a Bill Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. I know I am when it comes to the peanut butter brownie or the salt caramel. There's something for everyone. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Only 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar with only four grams of net carbs. Go to billboard.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at billboard.com. To continue on with this installment, John and I wanted to take a look at who is the key to actually saving the Houston Texans in 2021. And I wanted to bring this up because we all know that if there is one team in the league, everyone is expecting to go 0-17 this upcoming season, it's the Houston Texans. We know the talent that they have lost, and we know the biggest talent that they're going to lose within the next couple of months to a year or so. Of course, we're talking about no other than Deshaun Watson. However, John, as you know, I still believe that there is somewhat of, that there, there is some type of hope 
for this Texans team moving forward. And more so, like I say here almost every single day, just don't finish last. So, but if by the grace of God, the Texans 2021 season can actually be better than what the general public believe, that means there's going to be one person that actually holds the key to saving the Houston Texans next season. And it could be a coach. It could be a player. It could be a personnel person, i.e. a Jack Easterby leaving the organization. I think he holds the key of saving this organization moving forward. However, all jokes aside, when I take a look at what the Texans can be in 2021 after all the moves that Nick Casario has made, I'm going to say the one person who has the key to save the Texans season is Lovey Smith, their new defensive coordinator. And I say that because when you take a look at the Texans in 2020, yes, they did finish with a 4-12 and season, but how many games did they lose due to a one-score game? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was like eight or nine games. And a lot of those games, it came down to the final minute due to a blown coverage, due to someone not setting the edge, i.e. the final game against the Tennessee Titans when Ryan Tannehill connected with A.J. Brown for a 50-yard reception that ended up being the game-winning field goal to close out their season finale. But we all know that Lovey Smith is one of the best defensive minds in in this league over the last 20 years. And when I take a look at what the Texans defense did, I mean, this is a team who gave up an average of 416 yards per game and gave up 30 points per game last season. If Lovey Smith can somehow cut those stats in half, and not only that, and most importantly, implement a system where we can see the young guys like a Charles Aminihu, like a Ross Blacklock, like a Jonathan Gennard, like a Lonnie Johnson Jr. If he can implement a system that is going to be effective, I can see the Texans winning games not only that they should win, like games against the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets, but I could also see them possibly stealing one or two games against some of the league's top hitters that we know are going to be in the NFL playoffs. However, John, this is and this is probably something that you and I can talk about tomorrow when it comes to Lovey Smith it's a little bit tricky because we know what Lovey Smith was during his time with the Chicago Bears however when you take a look at his time in college when he was at Illinois his defense did not look too good on the college level I'm really intrigued to see what Lovey Smith is going to bring to this defense. However, if there is anybody who can save the Texans in 2021, at least keeping them from being the worst team in the league, it's Lovey Smith with this new and improved, hopefully new and improved defense. Hey, that's actually pretty good because uh, the jury is still out on Lovey Smith as well. So, I mean, if the jury is still out on uh, what he can be in 2021 after he struggled in college, uh, then the jury is definitely out. Uh, the, the Texas defense have been indicted on maybe fraud cases. Maybe, maybe the Texas defense out here getting the PPP loan and they finna get, you know, the social security card, uh, the social security number pulled into the system. But I, I like Lovey Smith getting picked. Uh, I really do. And, you, you know, honestly, I can't really go against that because why were you chose when they're the, you know what I'm saying? Like the question of why was Lovey Smith brought in 
when Houston could have went so many different ways. They brought back, they brought Levy Smith back to the NFL after he did not do good at all in his collegiate days. That's pretty, I can't, you know, I can go with David Cully. That's the obvious choice. And I think he will, he will be a product of how good his assistant coaches will be. Uh, I can even say Nick Sirio because he put this team together. But choosing Lovey Smith on who could be the key to save the season, damn good. And to piggyback off you a little bit, John, talking about why was Lovey Smith brought in, you know, one of the coaches that they was considering to be their new head coach before David Cully literally came out of nowhere was Leslie Frazier. And you're talking about one of the best defensive-minded coaches in the game today. And, you know, you can go a variety of ways. And I think when you talk about who can actually save the Texans season in 2021, it has to be a personnel guy because we know we're not expecting too much from the players that's that the Texans are going to be putting out there on the field every single Sunday. However, with that being said, John, and I want to ask you, and I, and I want to get your opinion. Yes, we know the Texans offense is going to take a step back, but do you or do you not think that if the Texans can be somewhat of a decent team, if Lovey Smith is able to fix the transgressions of their defense, and let's just say you have a Houston Texans team who was what, a top five, top seven offense last year of course that was with Deshaun Watson under center you replace Watson with Tyrod Taylor yes you're going to take a step back but let's not forget but let's not forget you do have an improved backfield and you do have an offensive line that we are expecting to be really really good and you have a pretty quality receiving core headlined by Brandon Cooks and of course Nico Collins a guy that you and I just finished talking about what can Tyrod really do for you? Like Tyrod can lead your team to be what, maybe middle of the pack. That's not last. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. But I mean, let's look at it. Like if, if Tyrod Taylor is anything of what he was during his time in Buffalo. Uh, and if this more so more than anything, if this offensive line and run game is really revamped and Philip Lindsay can add a really big boost, they can control the clock. They can move, move boys out the way. Brandon Cooks can be the closer for this team. You know, what can Tyrod, what's the worst Tyrod can do? And what's the best Tyrod can do? So if Lovey Smith does make this defense somewhat competitive, more competitive than what it was last season when he was not around, then Houston could possibly string together a couple of games where you're kind of surprised. They, you know, won or actually just competed how it did. You just you know sometimes the cookies fall how they sometimes the cookies crumble. How they crumble, but I'm not mad at choosing Tyrod. I mean, uh, Levy Smith. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC and MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams are getting ready to make a real run in the playoffs. Boy, I hope we get a Phoenix uh, in the Western Conference Finals this year. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. 
BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, the Milwaukee Bucks left nothing to question on Monday night. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And to close out this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, in the last segment we talked about who is the key to saving the Texans in 2021? And look, we could sit here and talk about Lovey Smith. We could talk about David Culley. We could talk about Nick Asirio. We could talk about Deshaun Watson changing his mind and coming back for the Texans. And of course, we know that's not going to happen. But at the end of the day, I don't think there is nobody we can say is the key to saving the Texans season next year. However, what we can talk about to close out this installment is... What does success for the Texans look like in 2021? And to me, John and listeners, I I think success for the Texans in 2021 is not going to be reflected by their record unless they go 13 and three or something like that. I I don't know, 13 and, and four. But me personally, success for the Texans in 2021 is going to be the development of their younger guys and not only just the development of their younger guys let's say starting from the 2019 draft class with Lonnie Johnson Jr. all the way to the rookies that they drafted about a month ago but I think the biggest success for the Houston Texans this year is the development and progression of Davis Mills and I say that because if Davis Mills shows the Texans that he can be a quality starting quarterback in this league and not only a quality starting quarterback but a franchise quarterback giving Nick Casario the faith that he needs in order to say this is the guy who's going to be the foundational piece for the rebuild that we're doing right here in the city of Houston that is going to be big for this organization because John listeners Every time we look into the 2022 draft class and we take a look at what prospects the Texans can be looking at, nine times out of ten, we, we, we're talking about just the quarterback position. The Texans are going to be in the running for this quarterback out of Texas Tech, going to be in the running for this quarterback out of North Carolina. However, if Davis Mills goes out there and proves that they don't need to worry about drafting a quarterback. That's going to give the Texans an opportunity to use their top 10 draft pick, wherever that land, to address another significant need that they have on this roster. It could be drafting the top defensive end. It could be drafting the top defensive back. If Davis Mills can showcase he is the guy for the future, that is going to be a huge win, regardless of the record. They could go 1 in 16, 2 and 15, or whatever the case might be. But if Davis Mills can come out and showcase that he is that guy, that is going to just speed up this Texans rebuild. I think what success looks like for this team is I don't, I don't want to see the same mistakes at the same levels uh, this year as we did last year because the Texans did a complete overhaul, 30 new players, new front office, new GM, new head coach, new coaching staff. And I don't want to see 
shades of the previous era. I don't want to see too much of bad clock management. I want to see these rookies play if they're able to play, especially if the guys in front of them are just not getting it done. I don't want to see terrible game uh, play calling. I want to see turnovers, right? So I just want to see different things to where we are, to where we were previously that led us to where we are now. And I want to see how this team responds on the field with the Deshaun Watson stuff going on around them. Like, you know, you you have seasoned vets, you have third-year players, second-year players. You got some rookies that are going to be heavily relied on this season that's going to have to perform under the noise and pressure around the building because people are going to talk. People are going to talk. Davis Mills is going to catch some of that, man. I hope he doesn't do A, B, and C. Or, I mean, he's okay, but he's no – like, people are going to talk. And I want to see how this team on every level, just like didn't want to see shades of last year. I want to see how this team on every level responds to the day-to-day, the week-to-week, the month-to-month, Deshaun Watson situation as that looms over this franchise. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Texans and like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.